Welcome to Furthermore Gateway's Pearl Talk. I am the host Scott Wise and tonight's special guests are David, Melissa, Nick, Terry, Travis, and Tracy from East Coast Paranormal Spirit Chasers. East Coast Spirit Chasers, a paranormal investigation team based out of New Jersey that utilizes high-tech paranormal equipment as well as other their own senses to the small to large-scale investigations and everything in between. Their private investigations are free of charge and they personally sit down with their clients to evaluate full scope of what issues are affecting the location prior to the night of the actual investigation. So tonight, the team will share some of their experiences from past investigations and evidence gathered from those locations. Without further ado, let's welcome East Coast Spirit Chasers to the show. That was a mouthful. <laughs> East Coast Spirit Chasers. Thank you. Sure, sure. I, it's a I brought my guys on. I'm glad I got you on. So, we could talk a lot about some of the investigations we both did on night. So, that'll be fun. Um, so, I'm going to start off with um, going around, do all these Brady Bunch forever. Uh, I guess David go first, and you want to talk about how you got interested in paranormal and just go around? Sure. It was always a, a passion of mine, something I'd never acted on. Uh, I had a few experiences, and when I finally decided to go, I started looking up ones in New Jersey, and I reached out and got a hold of Nick and went out and met, met with uh, Nick and Mel, and we hit it off. I realized uh, things that I could bring I could people, and I was eager to go, and they board and my first investigation uh, was uh, the roundhouse in Martinsburg, West Virginia and I've been on about 95 investigations now and been doing this for about four years now. Wow. But I wish I got that much. Uh, favorite place so far is still Trans-Allegheny for some reason. Uh, but I'm jealous. Know, we have plenty of places we'll talk about tonight, but, uh, you know, between that and Lizzie Borden's house, uh, lots of really good stories, lots of really good experiences. Uh, not not a lot of negative at all. Very few negative, a lot of very positive experiences. Yeah. So. Yeah, wow, been, that's surprising. Yeah, I've been doing this for about a decade now, and uh, I was always interested in paranormal. Uh, I had an experience once I was in, uh, it was a, uh, my dad used to, do performances and he was actually doing something in a theater and me and my buddy we were young like i don't know maybe 12 13 causing trouble we'd be walking around doing things and uh we we went up to like this balcony level and we were looking over and we saw a shadow figure or i don't know what it was but then it started it just went right into the ground which was pretty unusual so we rushed over to the other side of the balcony and where it went down there wasn't any stairs or anything there but we saw a full shadow figure just go right down and i was always fascinated uh since then and then uh one day you know i was with an ex and we were like started watching uh, my ghost story and uh it's you know it wasn't these teams like it is today on tv it was regular people that would document their experiences 
And uh, we're like, well, we can do this. So we went out to a cemetery. It was the first place we ever investigated. And uh, we had digital recorder and we're trying to communicate. And I remember my first EVP was a voice that said, we'll kill them. And that was like a welcoming to paranormal. Uh, and ever since then, I was hooked. And, you know, when you keep having these incredible experiences that you can't figure out, it just, you know, fuels you more. Like, let me keep going. What else is out there? And I've, I've always been hooked. Yeah, it's always uh, been an interest of mine, too. Just growing up, like, I would always watch the shows of Haunting and all those things. And then... I've actually known Nick since about early 2000s, 2001, and he knew that I was interested in it. So he invited me to Gettysburg, um, and that's where I had my first experience, my first disembodied voice. And from then on, I was like, okay, let's keep going. Oh, so was it was love at first fright? <laughs> well, she couldn't stand me at first. I was a karaoke <laughs> rock star, uh, you know, very... Um, I guess obnoxious. I, I guess I'm a little <laughs> obnoxious still. A but. little too wild for me. Yeah. I'm more mellow. I, I had to calm down. Uh, so 15 years later. But I didn't really talk so, to her at the time. So, 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 so it's a bit mellow, mellow, Big Tracy, you're up. Yeah, hi. <laughs> hi. Um, I've always had paranormal stuff happening throughout my life. Um, a lot of times it was kind of brushed off as, you know, like, you know, well, it could be something else or whatever. And I just kind of let it go. My first investigation was at the Paxton campus or, or the Paxton Center, um, in Leesburg, Virginia. That's my hometown. Um, that is actually where I met East Coast Spirit Chasers. Um, I was a host with a group, met guys. I fell in love with them instantly. I was like, they are like my kind of people. Um, started investigating with them, and I've been hooked ever since. Now, I would have to say my favorite place was also Transylvania, but uh, I had two weird experiences, um, and one of them was at Dobbin House um, when uh, I had a spirit call out Teresa three times, and I figured, eh, they're probably talking or wanting to talk to Terry because, you know, Teresa's long for Terry. And she's the medium, you know, so I didn't think anything of me because I'm not important. So I thought, you know, and I have it. And then the third time it said Teresa, like 30 seconds later, and we're live. We're doing a live video. And this is the room I'm staying in. And it says, hello, Miss Kelly. And, you know, Kelly's my last name. And I'm like, oh, they're talking to me. They know my first and last name. I didn't introduce myself like that. And I'm like, how bizarre. So, yes. Yeah, <laughs> know all but i love it love it love it love it these guys oh, are I do, I do like, too. yeah we're like family mm. definitely uh, yeah. i started off having experiences about 20 years ago but i didn't really talk about it i thought it was a weirdo and maybe i am <laughs> but um, when Travis was 14, he was interested in the paranormal. So we went to Gettysburg for a birthday present for him, and we've been hooked ever since. So we started off going to the public events, just the two of us. And then we ran into Nick at Mountainville Penitentiary. 
And uh, that was it. We've been together ever since. Isn't that great that I can say that I met Terry and Travis in prison? I mean, uh, yeah. that's, that's cool. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> they behind the bars. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a great investigation. So um, I still think my favorite investigation is probably um, wasn't a big one we did. We just did a, a public investigation at the Sorrell Weed House um, oh, yeah. in Savannah. Hmm. Uh, it was a very short investigation, but I ended up with a uh, follower. Oh, um, wow. So <laughs> that ended up being a really good experience for me. Um, and one of the, I mean, that was prior to me realizing I had all these gifts. So it was one of the, you know, first experiences where it was so in depth with me. Well, why don't you mention what happened? That's pretty interesting. Yeah, so we do have a YouTube video up on it on our page. Um, so we we did a public investigation at Sorrell Weed House, which is in Savannah. Um, the family was well off and had um, some slaves. And Molly was a former, uh, slave girl. And uh, the master of the house, man of the house, took advantage of Molly. And... Uh, his wife caught him and then committed suicide. And then Molly was found dead later. Um, but Molly followed him. And she caused chaos for about a week before I figured out who it was and um, that my house was not possessed. And uh, we were able to, in the end, we were able to cross Molly over. And uh, her grandma came and showed her to the light. So it was a really good experience. Yeah, Terry, had, Terry had some interesting things going on. Uh, she was getting scratched, uh, like on her boob area, and then the next day after, it was even deeper scratches. And yeah. the day that she was calling a shaman on, uh, she caught, she was pushed off of her porch, and she actually has ring footage of it. Uh, so when she sent me the ring footage, I listened to it, and there was an AVP in there, and it was this girl that said, "I'm just a kid." And uh, keep in mind, when, when I was pushed off the porch, it was so severe that it actually broke my ankle. I don't think of the kids. Yeah, her ankle was messed up. So what yeah. a lot of people would think this is something demonic. This is scratching me. This was just a girl that, you know, had this belief in Jesus. And when she passed, she, she couldn't could. see Jesus. And right. Right. You know, she was confused and she gravitated to Terry because uh, Terry's got EMT uh, background and, uh, you know, she's known to help people. She's mother, we figure. So this girl gravitated to Terry and was scratching at her because she didn't know if Terry was real or not. Okay. Oh. So it wasn't anything malicious. And then eventually uh, her grandmother came out and helped her cross over. Wow, yeah. that's very sad. Um, uh, go ahead. As you uh, go ahead, I'll talk about um, a girl we have EVP of uh, saying, I think I'm crossing over, mother. I got that on EVP. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll play it later. Thank yeah. you, Travis. You're up, bud. Travis, you want to talk about this? Uh, 
When did you get it? Uh, don't be shy. Come don't on now. We can only see your forehead. <laughs> I lost my hair on What? No, go I ahead. Talk loud. I have been able to see most my whole life. I have a couple that follows me around. Yeah. Uh, one of them's a teenager. Do you want to talk about Eric? I met Eric in high school. Right, you met Eric in high school? Uh, he died in a car wreck. He died in a car wreck. So, oh, Eric, yeah. so Travis picked up Eric in high school Um, in 2020, right as COVID was starting, the 2019-2020 school year. And Eric actually died in 1994. Um, as a Eric was 16 because he was the driver, right? So Eric was 16 and he died on April 30th, 1994. And ever since Travis picked him up when COVID hit and they stopped going to school, uh, Eric's been following him around and he comes on investigations and stuff like that. So Eric wow. will sometimes go around the location and let us know if there's like certain areas that are a little more dangerous than others. Uh, he's there to protect Travis, uh, most importantly, and the team. And, uh, you know, as far as Travis goes, he's he's such a huge part of this team because he can see things. And we, we are all about validation. And we love validating Travis and Terry. Uh, Terry's mediumship abilities are off the charts. And uh, her... She was always an empath, and things kind of opened up for her when we investigated the Conjuring House. Yes. And ever since then, it's just she's now able to like read people, read photos, uh, and pick up on spirit energy. And uh, it's when you have someone, when you have people like this on your team, uh, it really makes it a lot of fun trying to validate what they feel and when we when they say i'm getting this i'm getting that and then we can back that up with actual audio or video evidence uh that's everything yeah it's amazing and speaking of eric we actually got a photo of eric at Balladary inn yes he was so you there was that photo yes there was a spirit up in the balcony and travis identified him as eric and so we started taking photos, and we caught a shadowy figure, um, and you could see that it's a human person, and Travis identified it as a Yeah, we actually have that photo. If you guys want to see it, you go on to eastcoastspiritchasers.com. We have a gallery section of some of the normal photos that we have caught over the years. Uh, mm -hmm. Check it out. Uh, that photo is there, along with a bunch of other really impressive uh, photos. Mm -hmm. well, at, at the end of the show, I have uh, all your social site links. I'll put in comments at the end of the show. So they can get all your YouTube, your Facebook, your, all your links. So. Well, I'd love to go on a collab with you guys. Uh, oh, we would love it. 
Um, so she, like, I, I never had a medium. Well, he had me one tea once, but, um, what sounds to Travis the gift, I would love to y'all experience that. Yeah. Like, for wow. instance, uh, you know, we had mentioned uh, Hinsdale talking prior to going live, and uh, Terry and Travis were able to make contact. Uh, if you don't know the backstory with Hinsdale, there was two brothers that were murdering people. Uh, they were coming off the stagecoach. We made contact with those two brothers, and, you know, they were able to give us information that nobody else, at least I've never seen it online or watching other people's videos or content, like inside information. And they were almost like gloating over what they did to these people. So we wouldn't be able to get that kind of stuff if we didn't have uh, Terry and Travis on these investigations. And that's also very similar to our experience at Lizzie Gordon and also the Dr. Mike House. Yeah. Um, we've been able to get information from Spirit that has never been publicized before. Yeah. Good to Dr. Mudhouse. Oh, God. I'm so weird. Dr. Mudhouse was amazing. Yeah. Tell you, so in Dr. Mudhouse, we had cameras set up inside the house, and we were all outside of the house, nobody in it, and we were in we were investigating the barn area. And for those that don't know, Dr. Mud, he actually helped uh, John Wilkes Booth uh, nursing him after he had shot Abraham Lincoln. He escaped. He injured his leg, uh, so he made his way to Dr. Mud. Dr. Mudd brought him in and was nursing him. And, you know, so they, they started doing this manhunt, you know, who killed him. And so we actually have a conversation between Dr. Mudd and his wife, and they were talking about John Wilkes Booth. And there was nobody in the house. And, you know, it has been known that, you know, maybe they weren't aware of what John Wilkes Booth did. Uh, you know, during this whole thing, when when uh, Doctor Mud went into the into the town, but as it turns out, the evidence that we got, he they were fully aware of it, and they were just arguing back and forth about it. It's it's like a minute clip of conversations between Doctor Mud and his wife going back and forth. It's wow. yeah, it's incredible stuff. Yeah, a lot of things we do. Um, Investigation. I want to virus will um leave the course in and we'll go out and take a break. And sometimes you get back, you get a lot of stuff while you're going. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can I share with you? Sure. Um, we were where Rebecca was on the portal, Melbourne or I mean, a Melbourne or a um. Uh, Edinburgh. Ma uh, Rebecca was at Malvern Manor. Oh, okay. Uh, Dave, well, we were all, except Travis, we were all on the, the tour. We were able to find out about this woman, Rebecca, in the room, who was basically uh, left there by her husband on her and um, left behind. That felt abandoned, felt unloved so she started okay. Terry's audio keeps I mean uh, Tra uh, Tracy's audio keeps going out oh, okay. yeah sorry okay so, 
anyways, uh, she kept pulling her hair out. She's pulling her hair out is what uh, Tracy's okay. trying to say. And when we're walking by the room, we at each other like, is this her room? And we decided to send Travis. So we're like, Travis, what hmm. looking around and he's like, nothing. We're like, what about that paper over there? And he says, yeah, hair Yeah, th this is actually something that's going to be in our documentary uh, that we're working on right now that we're hoping to release very early next year. Uh, basically, because I don't know if you guys can hear uh, Tracy's audio. Was it cutting in and out? For you guys? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but she mentioned at Malvern Manor, there's a spirit named Rebecca. She was dropped off by her husband. Uh, she was unwanted, and she was so distraught she was pulling her hair out. Travis went into the room, looked at the mirror, and he's like, I see this woman pulling her hair out. And he didn't know about this. Travis goes in with no information about these locations. And uh, the stuff that he's able to get is incredible. It's because he's awesome. He's awesome, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll see that. Wow. On a typical investigation, we go in, Terry doesn't take the tour. She goes outside, Nick and I and Mel and, and sometimes Tracy, if she's not setting up equipment, we'll take the tour. We'll get the backside information on everything uh, that we didn't look up, some inside stories. Um, and then when Terry and Travis start finding information and telling us what they're feeling, what they're seeing, what they're experiencing, we start to collaborate it with uh, looking at our evidence that we're coming up with. And we... We always seem to vindicate each other. Either our equipment is vindicating what they're saying or what they're saying is vindicating what the equipment is indicating. So um, it works really well uh, when we're together. So we don't separate too often. We, we do on occasion, but usually we stick together because we have so much activity. There's no time to split up and go in another direction. All right. I think one of the most important things is the chemistry of the team. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, gives us as much evidence as we get because we get some evidence that's just mind-blowing. Uh, you know, you watch these shows on TV and you're like, all right, you get a knock, you get to see something off camera, you see a REM pod go off. REM pods can be manipulated through a walkie-talkie. So, you know, it's it's not really exciting for me to watch a show, but when we go out, it's just like the type of evidence that we get is incredible. And, you know, Every investigation, we get something. It's like, wow, that's like, how do we even explain that? And most times, we can't. Yeah, we we've been there for several years. I, I start back. I'm gonna show my age now. I start back in 1998, and uh, got more to in uh, about three or four years later. Where I, I was in a group, but yeah, back then there was. A lot of them kind of equipment back here. They didn't have much of anything. Now all the equipment they have now. And yeah. Uh, what, what kind of equipment do you guys use? use? We What's have it all. <laughs> we <laughs> got everything <laughs> and the kitchen sink. Yeah, but their shows are an hour. You can't list them all. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but for me, my go-to is still the digital recorder. You know, oh, I definitely. Have, That's mine, too. I have yeah. terrible hearing. I have a husband hearing. And, you know, for whatever reason, I, I always end up hearing these types of uh, voices, EVPs. I always hear disembodied voices. So, uh, I don't know. I think the more that you are exposed in this field, the more in tune you start getting into things. 
And that's oh, yeah. when you kind of start exposing yourself a little bit more because, you know, when we're all born, we all have these abilities and they get dulled out as time goes on. It's only a small percentage of people uh, that continue to have these type of abilities, like, you know, Terry and Travis. Uh, but, you know, there's some of us that, you know, the more you flex your muscle, you know, maybe I can do things a little better than anybody else that can on the team. Yeah, I know throughout the years, um, I'm more tuned to things. I'm very susceptible to EMF. I found that out, too. Yeah. Uh, yes, I mean, but one guy made an EM pump, mm-hmm. and he turned it on. I don't walk away from it. I'm sick. So I thought I'd stop for that. But yeah. most places of Europe, they, it doesn't happen. Like, they don't have power in the buildings most time when we go, and we always check anyways in you know, certain places and with uh, K2 stuff, so, yeah. Right, as, as a group, when we're going out, when we talk about it's like a family, it's gotten to a point where I, I just trust everybody overwhelmingly. It's because I don't challenge anything that God is that he's saying because... He's not always telling it here. He's given very specific information. He's been able to corroborate it with other mediums. Uh, you know, what Terry's experiencing seems to go along with a lot of things that's going on. I used to question some of Nick's EVPs, and I just started to realize, just go with what he's telling you, because he's right 95% of the time. And, you're, you know, you sit there and like, no, I think it's this and that. And it's for 40 minutes, and you're like, I should have just listened to Nick. Right. And... You know, it, you save yourself a lot of time. And uh, we've all got this trust with each other. They could all trust that I'm going to scare them before the night's over. And we just we just operate. When we get there, everyone's got a role. We jump right in. Like, I run around and start taking pictures of the building. If we have the, um, uh, what do we call it, Nick, uh, at your flying around uh oh, the drone drone nick's flying drone. drone if we have it and he's he's reading uh about the place online and giving it to, to our fans and uh terry's starting to get her feels already and you know travis watches us unload all the equipment and cheers us on <laughs> you know tracy's running around setting up cameras in 75 different places you gotta go track it down but we we all go in and we just start working like work bees because mm-hmm. we know what the ultimate goal is and then we come together and start to investigate the place and it's just you build trust you you know certain things and you know that's that's kind of like that family unit the investigation and i think Except for when it comes to Dave and Travis, because Travis has no trust in Dave. <laughs> That's because I scare him. That's more than you'd ever know because he tells me a lot of secrets behind your back. So, oh man, oh well, I think man, one of the main things. Tell him, is- out, tell him what he told, stuff he tells me, but. <laughs> I'm good with well, Travis. Don't worry about that. Well, one of the main things is we always have fun, no matter how dangerous a location Aww. can be. And I think, you know, I think spirit can pick up on vibe and you oh, know, yeah. see that we're there with good intentions. We're here to have fun and just try and communicate. We don't provoke. Uh, we treat no. spirit with respect. And I, I think that's why we get the type of evidence that we get. No. I know that uh, we sent you a bunch of evidence. If you want to maybe start showing some of that sure. stuff, I think oh, definitely. Yep. Really, uh, enjoy that. Yep, it's not in any order, I think. They can start off 
The oh. first one sent to me was, um, Okay. But number one, there's. Do you want to start with Hinsdale? Whatever you want to show. Yeah. Hinsdale's okay. great. Right. That's a great yeah. location. Okay. I think I have two of those. Okay. Here we go. I came to learn your story. Can you tell me? We were live at the time on Facebook, and everyone was sitting down, nobody was moving around. This was daylight still outside, and this black shadow figure just walked in front of the camera. Let's take a look at that again. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that shadow figure, that was, we go live on Facebook. And uh, mm -hmm. that was on our live feed. So we, we love going live on these locations so we can bring uh, our viewers in. We ask viewers, you know, bring your questions. We'll ask them for you. So, uh, you know, anybody watching, like us up on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the social media. Uh, bring your questions. We have our. We always promote when we're going to be investigating. So if you uh, bring your questions, we'll ask it for spirit because maybe your question will get a response that we don't get. So you know, we like to get our viewers to be involved. And we love our viewers because a lot of times when we're live, they're the ones that are seeing things we don't. Right. And, you know, and sometimes we'll have a viewer who has abilities and he'll be like, I see someone standing next to so-and-so. That's always interesting. Uh, if we can validate them on a live feed as well, if we get evidence that supports what they're saying. Well, I'll be trying to find somebody uh, being reached out that wants to do uh, a live uh, investigation from the area. I did one time before for a fire museum using the stream yard. Mm -hmm. And it up pretty good. Yeah. So I'll reach out to somebody as they would do or not. I think back to him yet, but it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. So I'll be another one for his their house upstairs. Oh, yeah. This was some good stuff. Okay. Hey, Terry, can you come in here and let me know if you sent somebody over here? Yeah, someone's here. I can tell already. Because I just felt a cold spot right here. It's a little girl. It's a little girl? The real question is, is it a real little girl? Or is it something else? Take a picture of this room and show it to Travis and ask him if he sees anybody in the photo. Okay. I don't think it's an actual girl. Okay. What, what, what happened? It's a little girl, but he he's says a girl. it's really a little girl. And the little, girl, the little girl's right here in the corner. Where in the corner? So Point he, to it. he just says right here. So she would be over on that side. Right, right here. Okay. Okay, but he says I don't think it's a real actual girl. So it's something that's so posing. Posing. In multiple photos taken by Tracy, this was the only one with something unusual. Travis, who can see dead people, sees a little girl in the area where I felt the cold spot. He says he doesn't believe this was a little girl because she couldn't consistently keep her form. In this incredible photo, you can see the image of a little girl waist up in a dress with long hair, 
we believe that this was something more insidious posing as a little girl for us to lower our guard. You're not allowed to be this close to me. I need you to back up. Please go back to that wall and stay there. <laughs> Father Trebold was unsuccessful in his effort to cleanse this home. Was this message from whatever malevolent entity mocking us by telling us to go get a bishop to try another exorcism on the house? Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. That, that place was crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll look. Well, I'm gonna, I'll go again. But, yeah, I would love to go back again. And, you know, for yeah. those that don't know the story of Hensdale, this was a family called the Dandy Family. And they used to live there, and something forced them to flee. And they ended up bringing a priest in to exercise the home. He was unsuccessful. So when we get a voice that says, go get the bishop, this is almost like taunting us. Like, a priest couldn't do it. Go get a bishop. Like, step it up and try. So that was pretty uh, impressive. All right. Um, you're, uh, the only place... Uh... That weird sound, real quick. The What's woods. Yeah. The, play the woods sound for Oh yeah. You said you were gonna play. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. All right. It's messing around the script chord. Listen in the background. That's that's creepy. And how long did that go on for? Three, three minutes. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I, I paused it now. It goes off through and straight. And it's got off. Right. Uh, Very creepy. I, I, yeah, I was a good catch now. Yeah. I goes off through. I hear it goes off. Everything about Hensdale House is creepy, and that's why we love it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm... Gotta go again. I'll definitely do it again sometime. But yeah, that, that was something else. Okay, I have one called Shark. Oh, this <laughs> this is great. This is from well, this I'll, was funny. <laughs> this was from West Hill Manor, uh, which is in New Jersey, and you know we had we finished up an invest. Well, we were Watch almost clip, done, and then we can explain. All right, roll the clip. <laughs> This is a good one. Okay. In the kitchen, we had just turned the camera off, and a voice on the ghost box says, draw a picture. Dave then took a paper and pen and turned this into a Pictionary experiment. You got flying sharks with guns? He's in the sky. 
kind of drugs you want, Dave? I'm just drawing multiple things, baby. We get a hit. Can you tell me what Dave drew here? Or better yet, what kind of drugs Dave is on? Can you just say the shark? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. That, that, was, that was awesome. Yeah, we still have that picture, right, Nick? Yeah, we do have that photo. I mean, the do you frame it? I, you know, I should put it in a frame. Yeah, sure. It's even. Yeah, you see a flying shark with a gun. So that's Dave's version of evolved sharks. Sharknado. Maybe a spy is. Yeah, we got a hit. We got a hit out of it. Yeah, Yeah, it did. We, I mean, to get shark out of that, that was pretty impressive. That was a great location. Uh, I remember doing uh, Spirit Box there, and I said, "Who's who's your favorite president?" The response came back, Wilson. And then it was later after we realized the family that lived there was there at the time Wilson was in office, and we made that connection on the back end. Wow, which was interesting. That was a good place. That was a good one. We'll have to give credit to Beth Harper on that one. Yeah. We have a music experiment. Oh, the music experiment. Yeah, so this is something that I like to do every so often. We we try to think outside the box uh, as far as tactics for investigating. So one of the things that I like to do is I if there's a piano... I will come out and announce to Spirit that I'm a master pianist. I'm going to perform one of my original compositions, and I'd love to have their feedback. And I've never touched the piano. Um, I have no musical ability at all. I have zero rhythm. And so, you know, when I perform absolutely terrible, then I ask Spirit for feedback. Sometimes they'll give it to me, and it's pretty impressive. It's, it's, It's fun to kind of break things up from what spirits are normally used to. They're used to why are you here, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, that's They're boring questions. Yeah. Right, so. Yeah, and, and Nick has a tendency to name the song on spot. It tends to, <laughs> the name of the song tends to be a paragraph long. Yeah. He's on well, his stream of thought. Can you name that too in two notes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's impressive uh, that we can actually get feedback from these spirits. So that's what this next clip is all about. That's awesome. Not even one lesson, right? Not even one. <laughs> I'm a natural. This is his first this... time touching a piano. Notice they're listening. They're not even coming. Where did they leave? Great. 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 <laughs> wow. Did you hear that? I did. Did you enjoy my piano playing? They just said talented. Thank you. That was good. That was good. <laughs> they have great taste here. Oh my God. Okay, so about that was one of the times, but many of the other times he's called a moron. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I was only gonna include the clips of, of me getting praised for my wonderful musical abilities. If, if I, I die, Nick, I'm gonna come over yelling more on myself. Over <laughs> this I, I I call a lot worse. Sorry. Uh, I got called a hole. They called the c word. Already. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, I love it when when spirits curse me out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of enjoy it to be honest. Yeah. I've been told everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I have a, a string of being called an a-hole like three yeah. in a row. So. <laughs> I mean, how the hell? The nurse yeah. at the hospital because I sat in her chair. I know. <laughs> and you hated that. You, our, you brought our her flowers out. Mother, I'm like, oh, my God. Ah. I was very offended by the night. I'm yeah, so this was, red. I'm this was Harriman Hospital. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a nurse there. That doesn't like if you sit in the chair. So Dave said, I'm going to go sit in her chair. And she did not want that. And so she called him an asshole. But she and took my apology at the end of the night. Yes, she I did. Her flower. He had to bring her flowers and apologize. And she accepted his apology. He was so distraught. Yeah. I want to leave there thinking some old lady was mad at yeah, me. You don't bring me flowers anymore. Awesome. She was She was good. She, she said we were good yeah. at the end. So I was happy. Yeah, and at Post Town, it's a bad teacher chair. Yeah. Yeah. I said that. <laughs> yeah. I, I said that. I, I said that. I used this thing. You ever seen one of these? Oh, that's like a uh, REM pod, correct? No, it's a music yes, box. Me yeah. The music box, yeah. I, I, but my other guy team is for it. We call it the Lil Death Box. And uh, you put any tune you want on it, it's an MP3. And right now, better than that, but right now, I had a chicken dance on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, if, if you are for quality paranormal equipment, uh, Tracy is your girl because she builds the ghost box that you hear. Our amazing responses on and she is let me tell you something you, you have these people these geek gadget people that create these incredible things uh, that's our yeah. Tracy and you know the ghost box she does um, she does trigger objects she's got a Snoopy one that's a REM pod she's got a car that's a REM pod uh, she builds some incredible equipment uh, Nick, and our ghost box is as clean and as incredible uh, on these locations as it's ever been. And that's thanks to Tracy. Nick, I thought you said you brought Tracy in because she likes to drive. I remember that. I have been driving for like eight years now because I, I can't anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but Tracy built some incredible equipment, and uh, thankfully, uh, you know, we have her on the team because she's such an asset to be able to be, to talk to her about, you know, I have this idea for a piece of equipment, and then she can make it happen. It's it's awesome. I think it was Hinsdale when I rescued us when uh, your ghost box wasn't working. Yes. And, uh, Our ghost box broke at Hinsdale House. You can't have that at Hinsdale. You need the ghost nah. box. And Tracy was able to rig it so that we can still get the responses and she saved the day. Now, I just wow. noticed this whole time we've been on, I'm sitting here in my black East Coast Spirit Chaser shirt, and I'm noticing the lights reflecting off my neck, kind of making me look like a priest. I hope your guests don't think that. <laughs> oh, son, no, I, I, I was going to ask you after the after yeah. chat, I'd be like, did you just go into the... Uh, yeah. We call we call him Deacon David. Yeah, go for it. Why not? It's, it looks like you have a on. Yeah, Deacon David. I'm I'm looking at my phone, but I can't see any of you. Uh, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> Terry, you look very comfortable. I, huh? Terry, Terry looks very comfortable. I'm at yeah. 10. Mm. Shit, see you back. I, don't have to yeah. have, I have to have my phone way up on the dashboard just so I don't have to hold it. Oh, okay. But one thing I was going to say that I think I take pride in as a team, and I think we all do, is that we can go into locations. You know, most locations have a creeper or a shadow man, hmm. right? And everybody's afraid of them. Everybody's afraid of the creeper. Everybody's afraid of, of the shadow man. But we are able to go into locations and put on our thinking hats to figure out what is the story with the shadow man or what is the story with the creeper and why is he scaring everybody? And we can usually figure out that most of them are not, none of them are demonic, but most of them are just spirits that have a story to tell no, the one, uh, was it Malvern Manor, Dave? Malvern Manor, the Charger. Where Dave just threw out some comedy with him, and it kind of broke through, you know, his shell, and we didn't have anything to be afraid of with the Shadow Man, you know? Yeah, you know, everyone was afraid. They're like, oh, Shadow Figures. Shadow Figures are not bad. No. And, you know, they, I see them a lot. That's how they're projecting themselves. But yeah. you know, the idea was like, oh, he charges at you. He doesn't want you there. And then what we kind of gathered from him was a prankster. He thought it was funny scaring people. And he actually finished the punchline to some of my jokes. And he was laughing with us and just seemed like he was an old guy looking to have a good time. Yeah, we actually sent Dave out there. Go out there and tell some jokes and see what we get. And it worked because then he opened himself up. And, you know, this guy who was menacing turned out to be a decent guy after all. And that's footage that you'll see on our documentary when we have this done for next year. And I saw okay. after we got that Queen Docker is done. With a brim hat live. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, why all... I get up, that's why I get upset when the spirits think I'm a, an A blank because I'm not uh... a blank. <laughs> an A blank. <laughs> it's not me. So. Me and Dave got the same look together. We're both bald and cockroaches. Right? <laughs> Just misunderstood. Aw. <laughs> Alright. Um, this one I watched earlier and I was. Uh, um, shadow figure that you got Winslow. Oh, the Winslow. Historic. Oh my God! Yeah. This is uh, this is my first shadow figure that I caught on camera. This is going way back. Winslow Historic House. I'm from New Jersey, and this is a, a town I never even heard of called Waterford Works. And I was in the attic, and the way that they had it was they had these uh, what are those things? Those things you break them. The glow, sticks? glow sticks. sticks. They had glow sticks. Yeah. So this is the only area you can walk through because if you walk through other parts of the attic floor, you're going to go right through. So they had it closed off. They're like, don't go past the glow sticks. And I was there with my ex at the time that got me into paranormal. She went downstairs and I was the only one that lingered. Now, something told me, stay behind and just try something. And I did. 
and uh, we caught a shadow figure on the camera and an EVP on top of it. And, you know, I, I tried to debunk this. You know, we're looking at, well, maybe this is Parlites, uh, but this is this is the back of the house uh, that this is in. There's no street lights. This is like mm. two in the morning. Uh, so there's not much traffic even on the street. Uh, so there's absolutely no type of light source here. And you see this thing move from right to left. I, I showed it to Travis, and Travis told me that this was a young black boy uh, that he saw on the video. Because he you can show him a video, you can show him a photo, and he'll be able to tell you exactly what he sees and describe it. Uh, so this is a young black boy. He runs right to left. And then he says, he says something after that. So uh, roll this clip. This is pretty cool. Watch closely towards the far right of the screen and you will see a shadow figure the height of a child. This figure then runs towards the left. I was the only one in the attic at the time and I was not moving. We then catch an incredible EVP acknowledging that this spirit was presenting himself to me. He, oh. he wanted to be seen. Oh, yeah. They usually wow. do. Yeah. That's a very common theme among menacing menacing spirits. Is they just want to be acknowledged. They just want you to to know they're there and know that they're not forgotten. And and I think TV does a part to try and turn everything to be demonic and. Yeah, it's huh. not as demonic as they want it to be on TV. Uh, you know, I'm sure certain TV shows would have said we caught this demon on here saying whatever, yeah. but I mean, it's it's not it's not the case. Exactly, because danger and demonic stuff is what gets the ratings. So that's what yeah. push everything is demonic these days. Absolutely, but and I think people have to remember that. If a spirit was an asshole in life, you know, not a pleasant person in life, yeah, nothing's going to change in death. They're still that same person in death most of the time. Yeah. So just because someone is not pleasant or aggressive or an asshole, essentially, um, that doesn't mean demonic. And I think a lot of teams, a lot of people get it twisted. Um, in all of the locations that now we have encountered demons before, but very minimally. Yeah. In all of the locations we've been at, it, it, uh, demonic activity is minimal. I think a lot of the teams uh, they have the they like to tell people think they're demonic because it glorifies the situation to them. Mm -hmm. so it makes it sound so much more you know, scarier yeah. or whatever. So I think that's why they like to do that. And, what they and don't reflect, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's clickbait stuff that they yeah. put on there. I see these yeah. YouTube videos where, like, did we just reach a demon? And it's just, like, it's all clickbait. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I, I get so pissed off about that kind of stuff. Whereas we yeah. can say, tune in because we got awesome evidence. Yes. Instead yeah. of something demonic. It's okay All not right. to do demonic stuff at the end of the day. Because to be honest, do we really want to deal with something demonic? It, not really. It's not always fun. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Break down the story of him, too, you know? Yeah. And I you know, my group, there's so much chemistry between them that we're so evenly yoked that we're able to get all of that evidence between us. Because, um, you know, I've been on another team and we weren't able to get anything because, you know, it's like we just, nobody really had it together. You know, it's like you would get something, but there was just, I don't know. It's just there, there's something about our group, the togetherness that these spirits just want to talk. You know, they they know that we're there for them. I, I think a big part of it is we just mesh somehow. Yeah. Even for example, Nick and I sometimes butt heads once in a while. We could be butting heads all day long, but when we get to an investigation. It, yeah. That kind of all goes out the window, and we just investigate together, like like bread and butter. I guess I don't know the right terminology, but we just mesh together so well. And even investigating, if one of us comes up with an idea and just starts asking questions, everybody else immediately knows. Oh yeah, we know where she's taking this. Mm -hmm. So, so without talking to each other, we just know. We just know each other well enough to know where we're going. Yeah, and, and it's one of the things that makes us as successful as we are is that it's the outside of the box thinking. Is you know we try to, you know, there's the cookie cutter way of doing paranormal investigating, but then there's the outside the box way, and that's trying different things. Like for example, uh, big locations like hospitals, sanitariums, uh, schools is. One of the things we've learned is that there's so much energy in a location like this. So if you sit in a dark room with no lights on, turn everything off, uh, make sure you don't have any windows or anything like that reflecting, just a nice dark hallway where it's pitch black, you let your eyes adjust, and you just stare. And you'll eventually start to see light anomalies start to form and you'll see different colored ones and they'll start moving closer uh and everyone will see it so it's not just like one person's eyes like you know seeing this and we'll be like i see it over here on the left i see it on the right uh at at sweet springs actually we did this experiment and this whatever this anomaly was coming close to us it was just a few feet away i got up with a digital recorder and I stood up right in front of it, and I could see this thing. And this was this light, and it almost looked, it looked like a skull face or something. And I put the digital recorder, and I was trying to do EVP, and it said, need more energy. That was Tala. Was it Tala? Tala, because I was there. Yeah, that was Tala. The one who did it at Sweet Springs. Oh, okay. Then I, I'm sorry. It was Trans-Allegheny. Yeah. And so... The spirit said, need more energy. And that validates basically that they draw from electronics, batteries, stuff like that. 
so that they had the uh, energy to manifest and do things. And that was just such an amazing experience. Now, in this experiment, we did it, Sweet Spring Sanitarium as well. And remember, me and another medium were walking to it, and we got jumped. Mm, yeah. So yeah. We, we like to do this experiment in these big locations because uh, that's when they manifest. Because there's so much energy there. And uh, any paranormal team... That's a tip for you to try it out because uh, we've had amazing success with it. And uh, it, it's when you can see something with the naked eye, a light anomaly pulsating, changing colors, moving toward you, it's, it's phenomenal. And unfortunately, our cameras can't capture that. But, uh, you know, as far as the experience, that's something that we can never, uh, we can never replace something like that. And even though we're not recording, it doesn't matter because we've experienced it. So it's our mind, right. our thoughts, and it's wonderful. You know, right. sometimes have them, of course, but Tracy, you're going in and out again. Sorry. Right. Sorry. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So Scott, any, any other clips we got that we can show the viewers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Paula Yancey from Post Town. What is it? Paula Yancey, Ghost oh, Town. Paula Yancey. The, the teacher, yeah. Paula Yancey, this, this was from uh, Rose Union. Rose Union. She was a student there. She was oh, a what? student there. Okay. Th this is evidence on multiple levels. Check this out. Okay. All right, we're going to class of 47, uh, Paula, and I'm going to play you this clip here. I'm going to get back to this because, all right, so here I ask, are you Paula Yancey? Is your name Paula Yancey? Yes. C. As I'm saying the C in the name Yancey, you can hear someone say yeah. Is your name Paula Yancey? This has been like... I don't know, 10-15 minutes, Paula has been sitting on our ovulus. And then we got this here. How many spirits are here? Paula and radio as we were communicating on the ghost box. Paula Yancey, please come talk to us. Yeah, I mean... Uh, four devices you have the digital recorder you have the ghost box you have the ovulus and you have the paranormal puck all validating paula uh you know is this paul yancey yes so that was for me that's incredible to have it on four pieces of uh, uh equipment well i mean we had that we had that same experience at the bergen house nick where the music box activated where it was pointed towards the closet, which was the portal. Um, as the music box activates and we run in the room, I take pictures. I get a shadow figure in my pictures. Travis is physically touched in the other room. And then we get the voice of the spirit we're talking to on the spirit box. Yeah. yeah. So it just constantly was vindicating itself. It really all depends on the type of energy the spirit has. Uh on the occasion where this is happening. So sometimes you're at the right place at the right time and mm -hmm. you get uh, stuff like this.
That's why I have to go back a couple of times to same location. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. Next one is the dolls at Wildwood Sanitarium. Oh, Wildwood Sanitarium. This one. This one freaked me out. <laughs> at Salamanca, New York. Let me tell you, this location is incredible. They have a doll room. It's hundreds of dolls in there. And listen to the voices. You're going to hear the same voice that's going to respond multiple times. Listen to that voice. Check this footage out. It's incredible. What doll should we try to talk to here? Him. Wh who's him? Who's the boss of these dolls? Who runs the show here? The family. We're married. Here we are. Who's married? Oh, look at that. <laughs> you guys are married. And what are your names? Congratulations. Yeah. The first three responses was the same voice. And then we had other people that were announcing that they were married. I mean, that's crazy, crazy evidence. Like, to have dolls say, yeah, we're married. I mean, who gets that type of evidence? We do. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. insane. I think it's too, I think it's chills. Cause I want to get back out. I want to get back out there again. So bad. Uh, and I love, talking, I love talking to dolls, which sounds creepy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do yeah, too. So. He couldn't wait for the Barbie movie to come out. <laughs> I don't know that. Well, well, uh, uh, yeah. I have uh, two rooms, that, two rooms full of dolls at Burst Town. So. Yeah, we're fortunate because Travis can look at a doll and be like, that doll has something attached to it. And then that's when we're like, all right, let me put the digital recorder right in its face and talk to it and see if we can get some. Yeah, we'll walk right up to some. Like if Travis sees a spirit that's standing in a corner or something, we will walk right up to it and stick the recorder right in his face and be like, tell us about yourself and we'll get evidence. Well, let's correct that. If not we... Nick, <laughs> well, I have I have no fear. I'm I'm very desensitized doing this as long as I have. Remember the poor spirit uh, you faced around? He was oh, running. From yeah, there uh, at a Edgewater Plantation. Travis Edgewater saw a spirit. Yeah. I started following the spirit. I was on the chase and I started snapping photos, snapping photos, and we caught the tail end of this photo. And it was a white mist in the photo. And Travis is like, "Yeah, that's her. She was." Running away, but most women you know, run away from Nick. So running away from me, but you know, I mean, it happens uh, sometimes. And we did have to bring Nick back a little bit, and be like, the spirits are people too. So a young teenage spirit or a young twenty-something female wouldn't want you chasing her around, snapping her picture in life or after life. Well, and her yeah. neck was broken. Too. Yes. Well, so oh, was wow. yours when Mel got to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, next one is 
Barry and Travis montage. Oh, yeah. It's a dynamic duo in action. Hey. Watch them work together. It's, it's, it's great. And then we validate it. It's awesome stuff. Check this out. A man. Is a man. Old, young. Jeff. Jeffrey. Your services are needed. Je Jeffrey. What is it? Jeffrey. A tall, decrepit, misshapen man. Misshapen? Yeah. How is he misshapen? Where's he standing there? Right chair. Is he to the left, to the back of it, the right of it? Back. He's standing behind the chair? Yeah. What's misshapen? What's deformed? His arms are like backwards instead of forward. Could he have maybe like fallen and like broken his arms? Mangled himself from the fall? Possible. Could have been a coal miner. Coal oh yeah, That's coal right. miners, yes. Who's here right now? Do you know us? Jeff, did you fall off a ladder? Absolutely. You just got Holy that? Let me shit. see that. Cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Marjorie! Doctor with a flashlight. Hi, Marjorie. It's Dr. Gilbert. How are you? Marjorie! How are you doing today? <laughs> oh, what was that? Marjorie, how's your stomach? It's okay today? I feel like it's bothering you a little bit. It's not like a yeah. Can I listen to your lungs, Marjorie? Why are you talking like this? <laughs> Travis, do you see anybody right here? It's an old lady. Yeah, I'm looking at one. <laughs> I don't want you to fall though, Marjorie. Marjorie, I heard that they're going to bring you a neighbor in this room with you. Would you want that? You can. What the fuck was that? What? I heard something drop. Is your bag drag or something? Yeah, I heard, I heard no. something drop to the floor. Something fell. No. no, something dropped. Something hit the floor. No, I mean literally hit the floor. Maybe. I heard it. Something literally hit the floor. Okay, I, was I hope it wasn't Marjorie. No, my flashlight's in my I could have sworn as it like, that's her. Well, she said I don't want you to fall, and then we heard it drop. <gasps> Oh. oh my god! Mirror. You just got mirror? Is the mirror here a portal? Is that mirror a portal? There's three. No. Travis, see if that mirror is a portal. Why did he punish you? Was he a jealous man? Yeah. What do you see in there? Native Americans. Native Americans in there. There you go, Travis. All right, just peek in there, Travis. Tell me what you see. What do you see? You need new batteries, Trace? Yeah, uh, no. Batteries. A nurse? Oh, yeah. Is she yeah, young or old? Yeah. What is she doing in there? Was she going crap or something? Yes. No, she's not. You're seeing a... No, what's actually happening in there? She's on the toilet. Oh, she's she's on the, not giving birth. So you're actually seeing a spirit of a ghost on the toilet. Yes. You see something move? I think so. Which way did it go? He went from here to... 
somewhere around this wall. Portal. That's a portal. So that's maybe where he went, no? Yeah. What do you see when you look in there? Like faces and hands attempting to get out. Wow. That was a good clip. I gotta say, I wonder why you like that clip, Terry. <laughs> I don't like it. I wouldn't do it. I mean, if you look at the badassery of Travis, he can see the spirits. He can identify a portal. He can look inside the portal and tell you what's in it. He can describe people. Like, it's it's incredible. And Terry, as far as her feels and stuff like that, is he's so on point with some of the things that she gets. And that's why we love validating her. And I personally like the validation because unlike the rest of the team, I don't have... I still don't have the confidence in myself, and I, I I don't know. So I like the validation for that reason. Well, I think we boosted your ego enough over the past few years to be like, yeah, I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, still, I'm like, it seems crazy, like to be able to walk it. Like for example, Peter at the hospital on the road trip. Yeah, Peter, that but it, it just seems weird, like because I don't know how I know these things. I, it, but they're accurate because we validated. Yeah. You know, so. Wow. Um, I think the last one they gave me is called Ghost Box Montage. Oh, there's some really cool responses that we've gotten on the Ghost Box. And this is a Ghost Box built by Miss Tracy Kelly. All right, Trace. So, I mean, this is her. This is all her because we couldn't have gotten these responses if it wasn't for Tracy. Wonderful. Here we go. Her dress looks beautiful at my trigger response. You know, your dress is very beautiful. <laughs> is it? Is it? Uh, excuse me. Are, are you both on a date today? Is this a special occasion? America. Oh, this looks very tasty. Is there a portal here? Not anymore, he said. Portal. Yeah. I was thinking of maybe bringing my work clothes and hanging them up in here in a rack. Get out. I was a C minus student. What were you? Yeah, I'll brag. I'm fine. I heard five, five. and sometimes they got number grades instead of letter. Like mm. one through five. Maybe a five's an A, a one's an F. So you were smart? Yeah. Wow. Who's in the closet? A ghost. Did you hear that? Who's in the closet right now? That boy. Did you hear that? That boy is in the closet. Which boy? Is it Dylan? Did you hear that? And as I was getting closer to the closet, the little boy's voice came out. Hello? Hey, who's in here with me? Me! Who's the last president that you remember? Who? 
Lincoln! Did you hear that? Who are you gonna call? We enjoy asking out-of-the-box questions, but listen close as this spirit answers some movie trivia. Year? The year? I heard something year. It's a year. What year is it where you are right now? Do you enjoy inhabiting this doll? Do you know what year it is right now? Look at that inside! Saying it's inside the doll. Who's your favorite president? Wilson! Wilson! Yeah. Wow! If you know this song, please sing it along. Moron! Moron! Oh! <laughs> it's a lot of fun clips there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great couple. But that was the Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson uh, that Dave mentioned earlier today. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's uh, also footage of someone that's not a fan of my piano, uh, musical skills with the piano. Call me a moron. I was asking right. him to sing along to the song, like, playing nonsense. But, you know, it, it's stuff <laughs> like that you got to do to try and elicit a response. Oh, we do. Uh, we can sometimes give around to your faces and... Because of results. Uh, yeah. You gotta have fun. You gotta have fun doing this. Yeah, I also like when we did the Pledge of Allegiance. Yes, and I wanted to play that, but I just don't think it would have been loud yeah, enough. Loud enough, but it was perfectly but clear. It, it was great. We were at a South Main School in Ohio, and Tracy said, let's do the Pledge of Allegiance. So we did the Pledge of Allegiance. The pledge, uh, one nation under, and then we paused, and they finished and said God, which was awesome. Oh, uh, what was that? That was the South Main School, which they don't uh, they don't do investigations anymore. We were uh, shit. one of the last few that were able to get in there. Use that French. Okay. The episode of Hemsworth faces around the U.S. here, but I got plenty of faces in Ohio. I think it's just how I go there. And you should know who Austin Maynard is, correct? Austin Maynard? Mm. He's a contact uh, for a lot of different locations in Ohio. He's got like four or five five that, that he runs. And he also builds ghost boxes as well. Um, yeah, my pen. Also, Austin you know When we're in Ohio, we'll have to contact you and ha- have you come out with us. Oh, God, I'd love that. And actually, Austin run, uh, is pretty good friends with Nick Groff. Yeah. Oh, really? He, uh, he does the Death Walker yeah. series. Yeah, and I watched, I watched Death Walker. Yeah, yeah. I think Austin does sound or something for that or equipment yeah. stuff. Austin's got some great ideas. You know, yeah, uh, he he got like a, one of these like dummy dolls and ended up putting a ghost box in it. So uh, I thought that was pretty original. Uh, like he can make a ghost box out of anything. Wow. Kind of like Tracy. Yeah, I've been Jeremy's then to get out there. Yeah. So, uh, 
I've took the transportation as UTS joke because I'll try it. Yeah, but I just want to say, right now, we're working on a documentary uh, that I feel is going to change the game. Because I think when people see what we have uncovered on this documentary, uh, it's going to be like something that you haven't seen before. You can watch all the TV that you want, all the shows. And what we are going to show you is something that has not been seen before. It's definitely going to be something original, uh, an angle that has not been done before. And I'm very excited to to have you guys see this stuff. So that's going to happen probably, I would say, the beginning of the year. Okay. And, uh, this, this was something that, that comes out. I'll get happy you guys back on again. No, about to that out. Yeah, we filmed this uh, last summer, and we're in the process of putting it together now. And uh, it, it's it's going to blow your mind when you guys see this. Scott, do you want me to wear my priest garb again? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bring, bring your Bible, too. Okay, yeah. I'll hold it. I'll hold it. <laughs> That's Don't forget your sash, too. Yeah. Yeah. Father Dave, bless us all. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to thank you, Scott, for having us on tonight. Oh, my God. It's my pleasure. He's got a fun. Yeah, we had a great time yeah. tonight uh, showing these clips. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been good, but I gotta cut loose because I've got. Yeah. I'm still on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> so, I gotta hate when real life gets involved. Yeah. More responsibility, sir. Yeah. Real life. in the car here. So we can go home. All right. I gotta go bless my dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks for having all fun, and I'll get back on again. But I'll keep in touch. Like I yeah, said, you guys are, are out my way again. Um, we'll take it together. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'd love to come back. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. you bet. Much okay, appreciated. Bye. All right, Scott. Thank, thank you very much. much. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, you too. Scott. Okay. Bye, everybody. Happy holiday, everybody. Bye. <laughs>